Welcome to the Battle of the Wall Podcast, Season 11. We've gone away from the weekly format, but we're back after three weeks to update you guys on uh, how uh, how things are going, the ins and outs, the ups and downs, the news and the olds. Uh, I'm uh, I'm here with uh, my guy, Badonka Bronx, <laughs> and the old Duck Cowboy. How are you guys doing today? Uh, present. I am here. I'm excited to, uh, I think this is our first one of the year. We got three games to uh, break down that are in the books. We got people that are probably uh, happier than they should be. We got people who are freaking out. <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> well, I, I just wonder, like, Bud, Bud, you didn't you didn't seem like you were prepared there. You are you okay? Like or or you you're just so focused on being great now that you can't like this podcast is just sort of below you? Like I, what's the deal? I mean, I had to, I'm trying to bring myself down a little bit. I'm trying to not be excited about producing 200 points twice and losing. I feel like <laughs> it's really hard for me to pull off an IP rant and be like second most points in the league and I'm I'm still one and two. Jeez. How what do you what do you gotta do to score 200 points and win a game? It was like it's it's an embarrassment of riches. I don't I don't know how to deal with it. I you know it's up, it's down. So well uh, unfortunately I, I'll tell you what Tyreek Hill looks fast. I mean he looks Watching that game, and I watched every bit of it, unfortunately. <laughs> and gosh, dang, he looked fast. I mean, I feel like he's he looks faster now than ever at 29. He's on some kind of juice that I have no idea, but boy, he looks quick, fast, unstoppable. And with and Tua, he's been sacked once, dude. This is this is crazy. This is a completely different looking Dolphins team. And and to that point, the amount of people on this podcast and others that came out and said like bud's team is going to go as his quarterback goes if Tua stays healthy they put up numbers if he doesn't pick rogers and rogers puts up numbers oh, it'll man. be the opposite and uh evidently bud's uh i mean three games in he's keeping receipts but it's been the right decision obviously <laughs> he's keeping receipts yeah no <laughs> kidding because had you gone rogers Oh, instead boy. of Tua not that you ever thought about it I know that was never the plan but I'm just like I mean it would have been a, a total I would have I would have been okay with you melting down right now <laughs> yeah that would have been I mean pure hawk attack at the draft type of meltdown <laughs> like that kind of meltdown I want to I want to question my draft stock I want to <laughs> question my position I want to question where am I in Oregon that I have we always been in Oregon? Have we always? Are we, why aren't we drafting outside? I feel like my draft would have been better outside. <laughs> Let's make a late draft trade. <laughs> just start, just start throwing things out there. You know, fragmented sentences and accusations and making up like what we've always done stuff. That's all you got to do. Just start questioning it. It's fine. Yeah. Good. <laughs> but how are you doing, CJ? I know you're referencing my stuff but how are you, how are you oh doing? man like it's actually been kind of a fun season because i had um k2g2 around for week one then um you know yours truly duck cowboy 
was here last week, which was cool. So we got to watch a little bit of football then. And then this coming weekend, which I never thought this would happen. We've been talking about this. Well, Irish Puddles has been talking about this for five years that he's going to come visit me. And every year he says he's doing it. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. He never does it. I'm just like, you know, I'm to this point where I'm just like, whatever, whatever. But he's actually going to be here allegedly on Saturday. Mm. And we're going to watch the duck game here in Boise in beautiful Boise, Idaho. And then football, football, and then he's leaving on Tuesday. I don't know what I'm up against. I don't know. This could be like could be a good thing could be a bad thing i could die by I don't the think, i don't think it's a good thing <laughs> yeah i mean you know you know better than to have this thing extend out through tuesday this is like a vegas rule like one night maybe two get home <laughs> well listen i he he planned it all out on his very own like a big boy like, um, he's just grown up so fast, you guys. Like, you would never believe it. I mean, to see him booking his own travel, I don't have to, like, drive him home. Like, it's it's kind of impressive. So maybe this is a new IP. I don't know. Could be. I mean, it could be. This is a good segment to just uh, bring in Justin and talk about this. But I, I also saw Justin and IP in the wild this last week, too. And it was, <laughs> he was um, he was not drunk. He wasn't belligerent. He wasn't making Irish catchphrases. He was respectful. <laughs> he was raising money for charity and he was in good spirits. And I, it, it was strange to say the least, but just, if you want to talk about where we were at. Well, it's a good shout out. And there were, uh, there were three of us um, that made the, uh, the nonprofit TP forever event uh, this year. So thank you and IP uh, both for coming. There were three current members. There was one uh, former league member, uh, Niels Deals, that um, that made an appearance. But uh, really good turnout, great event. Bud uh, Bud filled a, a, a last minute uh, table, and um, the irony of him showing up and knowing the auctioneer, uh, <laughs> and, of course. You know, Aunt, Anna and 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 Bud have known the auctioneer for for most of their lives. It, it sounded like and. Um, uh, really, really cool event. And, and, and I agree. So IP was on his best, best behavior for this event on point was one of the major sponsors. Um, ah, ah, gotcha. I don't know if that was part of it, but I agree. He's, he's starting to grow up before our eyes and I don't know who's raising who. I don't know if, if Pierce is raising Irish puddles or Irish puddles is raising Pierce, but, uh, both are growing up and it's a beautiful thing. Lots and lots of growth right there. Yep. Yeah, I, I I am not expecting the on your best behavior IP. Um, Jenny and I do have a game plan, so I think. Oh, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> We've got a lot of things worked out. We got, you know, if this doesn't go well, you know, what's the what's the yeah. second option? What are you know, how do, how are we going to navigate through the next weekend? And we've got a really good plan. I think that we should be able to make it through without anything too serious happening. Make sure safe words are in place. Yes. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, and then it's like, you know, we had to install a lock on the door, you know, our bedroom door, you know, we had to like make sure there was like 
you know, like a bucket next to his bed. And like, there's Make a sure lot of things that we normally don't have to do when guests come, but we've really thought this one through. It's it's an investment. It's an investment in the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then we'll put it like all in like a, you know, a little container and we'll stick it in the garage somewhere <laughs> as like for when he comes next time. And we're, we've already, you know, kind of got everything. It's but, breaking, breaking case of emergency or if IP visits. Exactly, exactly. And and I, I think that I think I, I'm hoping I might get products. I expect Ooh. another DC visit at some point. Oh. Probably another K2G2. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but K2G2 is going to India for like 10 days. It's, Whoa. It's, I don't, on purpose. Is he going to be like George Costanda and, and hold it the whole time? Never go number two? Seriously. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, I don't know if you've ever gone into a bathroom. I, there was one time when I was traveling and I went into the bathroom and it was just the weird porcelain thing on the ground. And I, you know, it took me a little while to sort it all out, but <laughs> that's, that's kind of, kind of the whole shebang there in India. So yeah. It's uh, for uh, work or pleasure. They're, yeah, they're, so I don't know. You, you guys will get to know. Little, little a bit of both maybe. They're the weirdos that like, not weirdos. Yeah, a little bit weird, but they just decide they want to do something. And I kind of think it's more K2G2, the G of K2G2 that thinks mm. this stuff up. And they just go, they go and they do something for, but this is like a whole new thing. Like, I, I don't think I could make it. I think I would probably not make the flights. Like, it's just a long flight. Like, I just don't think I could do it. I didn't know Delta went that far, but <laughs> I, think I think, you know, it's funny that you say that. I don't think they could take Delta. And I think that was one of the complaints that they were talking about, like, because they have to take, like, I don't know, Southeast Asia Airlines or some crap. I don't know. Like, I don't is, there know. A, is there an executive lounge in Mumbai? I, yeah, I think I, I don't think they're going to I think they're going to have to slum it like most of us and eat out with the unwashed public, you know, it's, Ooh. Yeah, wow. it's going to be rough. No excuses on setting that lineup or getting your pickums in. Yeah, then I told them. I said, "Look, you gotta like you might be on um, complete opposite time, but you need to work it out or find city. Fine. I, don't I don't care who you think you are. The internet does not have a time zone, so mm -hmm. whatever you gotta do. No. All right. Well, welcome in, guys. I know we're gonna skip what's on tap, but let's whoa, whoa, whoa. one last time. We're skipping it. No, let's stick with it. I know that we're, uh, as as these gentlemen that are all on this call age significantly, and <laughs> Justin's the only one that's willing to shave enough to where it doesn't show in the in the gray beards and the and the white chin hairs. But uh, we're gonna we might uh, we might just sunset uh, what's on tap, um, and we'll just do maybe one last what's on pour, Justin. Well, I'm happy to do a what's, what's on board. To, what's happened to us? That well, the two, the weekday nights have turned into just a glass of of red versus. And like I said, I I had enough what's on tap for the week uh, on Saturday at the uh, at the tailgate. I don't need to have another beer for the next three weeks to. Um... <laughs> it's just, and your, your liver. Thank the, you. 
This is part of the plan for this weekend, by the way. Like, stay extra hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> Get those silica packets and keep dumping them in the water. It's part of the it's part of the game plan, exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll table it. We'll table it for now. Maybe it'll come back. Um, I mean, this is our first pod of of the season with all the other content. And, uh, you know, a 15-minute intro, I just felt like maybe skipping what's on tap would be good. <laughs> yeah, already, we obviously don't talk enough as a group, so. We've already lost a few, so. Um, well, let's kick it off by thanking Gore for a great uh, great draft and uh, um, great setup, great food. Uh, he was ready for all, all events that did transpire there on Gore Mountain. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts? <laughs> Gore Mountain. It's Gore Rock. I don't know. I mean, it's bigger it's than a rock. rock. It's a mountain. It's the same thing. <laughs> I just, Gore rage. I thought. I thought he did a great job. I. I think I. I talked about this on uh, our the last episode of the Buzz a little bit, but it was great. And and you know it was it was fun. Like it was. I, I still you know think back to how much fun that that whole day was. That was a fun day in general because. I mean, I got picked up by good old Duck Cowboy. Um, he was there on time. It might have been early. You know, it's like he had picked both me and K2G2 up, and it was it was a it was great. And Gore was it, the rain. I mean, had we done the draft outside, even with it covered, that was when it was pouring. I mean, pouring rain out there. So that worked. It really worked out. He did a great job. I. I had a great time because I, I didn't have to like manage the whole thing. Having that extra guy, Matt, there who was really great. He's an FOL. You know, it was for me, it was uh, one of my more memorable and fun drafts. I'll say that. Definitely. I mean, I echo it. I, it's, there's a lot of work that goes in prep for all of that for, um, for Gore to put on and have backup plans in case of uh, weather getting tents and stuff up. So um, it went off. Uh, without a hitch. And, uh, I think we all had a good time. I, the after party probably didn't need to go at the dive bar, uh, pool, uh, hall until, you know, two, two, two in the morning, but, uh, <laughs> but the draft itself, um, was, was great. So thank you again, Gore. And, uh, it's always fun to see, you know, after a presentation like that, like who's going to put their name in the hat for, uh, for next year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder who, I mean, I would, I was always thinking like, do we, you know, I mean, who hasn't? Let's think about who hasn't done a draft yet. I mean, Bud, you haven't done one, and you're you're busy. Maybe someday you'll it'll be like no problem. But I know you got your boys in school and everything, and there's a lot going on there. But it's like I know products. You know, has done it. Obviously, Endzone's done it a couple of times. You've done it. I did the original one. Um, Gore's done it. I mean, it's like you look around. I mean, the other guys are, you know, it's like hawk attacks in Southern California. You know, do we ever do the draft off site? I don't know if that's a great idea or not at that time of year. Um, if we did, I'd want to do it here in Boise because it would be amazing. Um, just saying. But um, yeah, I mean, Irish Puddles did one. That was a disaster. So we can't ever do that again. Uh, I mean, I don't know who's who's left. Yeah, you got slum, but that's Salem, and that's if I'd rather go to Southern California than yeah. Salem. I mean, if you're going to go south, you might as well go all the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I think Enzoin wants to do it again. I think I think I heard that, or he threw that out there, maybe for next year or something. Always, but... always a good time at Enzoin's. Electro, he got me. You know, he had oh, his. He got me. And, uh, but, times. Yeah, you know, in the the the, uh, the owners' lounge there, but you know, he had that golf tournament on the day of the draft. That <laughs> <happened, so. laughs> it's hard to hard to coordinate those calendars. Yeah, yeah, right. It's you need that smartphone or an assistant. I think. Yeah, he could put together a pretty nice one over at the wine reserve or something. I mean, we'll see. We'll see who steps up. But um, great draft. I mean, we're already three games in. We're in the season. Yeah. I mean, I I just last thing. Thank you, Gore. Great job. Super fun. Totally. It was totally. my. It was. It was. This. This was. It, for me, just. You know, just to you know, bring it back to me because I'm pulling my best duck cowboy impression. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to really focus on my draft versus the draft helped me because uh, I felt like I had a, a good draft considering what my picks were. So I learned a lot of how I'm gonna prep for next year for my championship run. So, Ooh. yeah, nice, nice. Once again, thanks, score. Well, speaking of that, you kicked it off, CJ. We're uh, we're three weeks in. Some uh, some surprises, some uh, some top takeaways. What uh, what do you guys got in the hopper? What uh, what has uh, what have been some takeaways and surprises that you guys have seen so far? I know we're early. No need to make any bold predictions, but uh, what's uh, what's on your mind? Well, I'll 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 start. I think, Bud, your season to be one and two is is shocking and a bummer for me because i have to play you this week but it, i mean i think there's only been like three times including yours where somebody scored 200 points and lost like it just doesn't happen but wow does tua look good and geez tyreek hill for 29 years old looks fast i when you made that trade i was like gosh i don't know is he on his way down like you know i remember thinking like boy you gave up a lot for to end zone for uh, Tyreek Hill. Boy, he looked good. And on the other end of that board is Justin Fields look bad. Does he look terrible? I mean, <laughs> I've watched almost every snap of Bears football and it is <laughs> ugly. I didn't watch it last weekend. I just said, screw it. I'm going with Russell Wilson, which by the way, Russell Wilson actually looks pretty good. Um, despite maybe if you're not watching the Bronco games, which Please don't bother. <laughs> I still do. I've watched a lot of bad football. Here's here's the teams that I've been watching a lot of. Broncos, Bears, Jaguars, Colts. <laughs> These are bad teams that I'm forced to watch. But, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, second most points against um, only two products. So 497 points against you, hip-hop. Like, there is nothing worse than putting up a monster week where you would beat every other team on the slate and you just happen to go up against one who outscores you, especially if you're doing 200 burgers. So, Right. The one thing I do want to point out about that, I don't want to say injuries, but my two keeper running backs also did not play last week. I mean, that's, hey, I had had 200 points. That, I think that... I don't think that happened last season. So I'm just, I'm optimistic for the rest of the season. So yeah, anyone, 
anyone last week that started the stack of of Hill and and Tua won, except for you every, in the country. Every other, every other, every other everybody won. Everyone. Any everyone. other handcuff took it. Yeah, I I think I look I having to stop being forced to start Samanjay P Ryan, Jerick McKinnon, and Kadarius Kadarius Tony is not great. <laughs> I'll just say that. But when you get seventy points out of Tyreek and Tua, like you're supposed to win that game, right? Yep. And let's not forget that your defensive back got thirty, <laughs> almost thirty-eight points. Like your defense had, oh my gosh, like I don't know, close to seventy points on your. I defense. would put my defense, my three defenders in my first three games up against anyone. The freakish nature of TJ Watt and the random cast of characters that I've thrown out there, besides Aaron Donald, who are you talking about? Lot, Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton's huge. We always talk about Kyle Hamilton <laughs> and Quiddy Pay. Come hot, on, hot Quiddy Pay talk. Well, if it tells you anything, TJ Watt is fifth overall. In all fantasy scoring, you know, <laughs> so number five. And, uh, and Aaron Donald on the bench with 19 and a half points. Because <laughs> he got zero last week. I'm like, I need more production out of this guy. That, that's a crazy game. And your bench, I mean, you. this is one of those weeks that you're meant to win, like kind of what, you know, Duck Cowboy's saying, where you have – very few points on the bench. Like you started a really pretty good, like, and, and, and it's not like Jarek McKinnon sucked. He got you 17.8 points, but yeah. I mean, Hopkins, 7.8, 0.9 from Kadarius Tony, but yeah. even your kicker Bass had 16 points. I mean, everyone, it's, I, I, just, I just can't believe you lost. Like, it's just, it's crazy. And I, and listen, not that I'm not banging on IP, like IP is that, when you think about what his team was able to put together, I mean, Mahomes had a great day. Jefferson, Olave, McCaffrey, they all delivered for him all the way down. His worst player, Derwin James, nine and a half points. Like, that's pretty freaking good. Like, yes, you had a great day. You had some huge scores. But even with Tua's 40.36, Mahomes still has 31.68 and didn't even finish the third quarter. Yeah. <laughs> He should have wrapped it up at halftime. That would have been <laughs> he really helpful. should have. That would have been really helpful. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It it it's pretty crazy. And Jefferson, like, that wasn't looking good. He got all banged up, but he's back out there. It's Alave had a decent. It's that's a good team. Like, it's a good team. I'm just glad people keep giving him better players. Like, for everybody <laughs> out there, just keep giving him the best players you got and move on unbelievable well i don't know he's given away two of the best players he's had and gotten first and second and third and first round picks for all of it and players in return and fab so i don't understand it all together he's got kamara coming back this week after the three week suspension he's going to be fresh and he's going to pick up in that running back spot so ip's got a team going something's going to have to change um if that 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 Two Pete isn't going to happen. That repeat. but here's the thing, and I probably shouldn't say anything, but to trade Ford and lose that depth, it's pretty surprising. Like, like 
I, I was looking at Florida, you know, be completely transparent. And I think that what Lewis, you know, what he got me gave up was, I think, good. My hesitation is it's one week. And I thought, well, you know, if if I knew a little bit more about Ford and I know that Chubb isn't going to come back because Chubb's, Chubb's not going to be the same. Like, I mean, he's not going to be the same. He'll be 29 years old next year, coming off a big injury. Yes, he will be, you know, fully rehabbed and ready to go. Yes, but he's still older with an injury like that. Like, it's just, it's just hard to recover, but he's still going to be in the mix next year. I don't think I would have... I would have done that right now. Give me another week, see what happens. Maybe I would have then, but he's given up Ford, who I, you know, I think is a good player. He only had, you know, he just had the two touchdowns. That helps, obviously. I don't know if he's eight two touchdowns every week, but he got me. You gotta you gotta hand it to he got me. He's in it to I, win it. Look, I, I don't disagree at all. And and we call uh, Slumlord the gambler, and I think that um <laughs> he got me might be more of the gambler or the investor. Like he had no capital coming into the draft and he, and he traded, you know, his top running back and Taylor to you. He got some, some, he cashed out a bit, got some money back in the bank and some draft capital and he put it right back into the market. So um, he's aggressive in the market and aggressive wins and it can definitely win in this league. I know that he is very bitter about losing that championship game last year. And I know from years past when that happens, it's like, how can I get back there the fastest way possible? And sometimes you do this um, and, and it's paid off for him so far. He's two and one. And, you know, he's, he's that he's obviously he's working hard on that, that train. It doesn't look any better, but it's pulling out victories and we'll (laughs) see if that thing gets shined up by mid season. Well, you look at it, you look at his team. Sorry, bud. You look at his team. And yeah, you can say, hey, Mostert got the 45, right? Like that's that's a ton for Mostert. But you even take like the 30 points out of that that probably Mostert normally wouldn't get. He's still looking, it's still a pretty dang good week. But it's like Goff, he took the chance on Goff, right? Like that's that's working out. You know, St. Brown, that's working out. I mean, he got Atwell, like... And, and here's what I'm going to say, and, and I know we're going to talk about this later, but this is what we've always talked about, where you have injuries on offense, troubles on offense. Can you work it out on defense to help you win games? And I think that's helped him a little bit, too, because he's gotten over 40. He got over 40 points from his defense, where in contrast, you know, Slumlord only got like he got less than 30. So it. You know, you you add all this stuff up, and it it's just it's good management. We said we said he got me would be okay. We said he'd navigate this season when we had the podcast, even though we thought, oh, it looks like he's got some trouble. Maybe he's mailing it in, but we said he'd he'd be okay. And so far, it's working out for him. You know, it'd be two and one. That's pretty good. It is, and I know we're bouncing all around here. We're just excited. We haven't had a pod, and we're jacked on the first three weeks. <laughs> fantasy here and, but these were you know this this was when we're here and it was one of my kind of big takeaways is that not only has he got me after the two and one start but Mostert, Shahid, and Mims who he just traded away are all in the top 15 in scoring so those aren't even the big names that are out there on his team these are just kind of some uh some guys that were drafted late and 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 have blown up early so um 
he's pieced it together like he's pieced that train together, but they're, <laughs> they're winning. Yeah, I mean, he's throwing the dice and it seems to be working. And you know what? Like, good for him because it, it's, it, you know, I was reflecting on like how I would prepare in the past for fantasy football versus how I need to now. And it's very different. Like, it, fantasy football is very different in 2023 than in 2019 yeah. or whatever, right? Like, it's very. Is that because you, is that because you had better players or? Well, I just think that you're, yeah, very funny. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just saying like the makeup of a team, like you could survive off your, you you had to survive and win off your running backs and your quarterback. And now it's like quarterback is more important than ever. And yeah, trust me, I, I my, my team would look very different if I had a top tier quarterback like I had in the past when Aaron Rodgers was at his best. But now receivers are really making it happen. And then you, you, you have some running backs that are doing decent. If they blow up one week, then yeah, it's huge. But you look at like your, your win bud and, or your game, sorry, not a win. Um, your, your, your huge game and IPs and even looking at, um, you know, he got me for the most part, even looking at, you know, even my team, I could have won. I, I went with a running back and that I shouldn't have and, and should have done a receiver or, something different but anyways it's very much shifted just like the nfl to a passing you know and and running backs yes you still need to have a good running back and the best running backs are going to help you win right like McCaffrey's always going to be huge right like he's catching all those balls and stuff like that but and, and you know jameer gibbs i think he's going to be huge but um anyways i'm rambling but i'm just saying like it's my preparation my mindset is 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 very different than it used to be and it feels like it's it's harder now, but <laughs> maybe it's just me. I'm rebuilding. I'm retooling, but I'm at the end of the retool. I'm feeling good. So anyways, whatever. Last last second surprises. Anything before we move on? Well, I had one because we didn't bring up Keenan Allen, but I think he's been a huge surprise. And I know we got to bring it back to Duck Cowboy for a but, second. But is but it a surprise? He's in number he is number one in fantasy scoring through three weeks. I think that's a surprise. This guy is, this guy is old. He just, he just, he just put up 18 uh, catches in this, in this game that they should have lost, um, but just played out of his mind. I just know that there's been seasons where I want Keenan and then I don't. And I honestly didn't think that I would get him in the draft. And, and when um, K2G2 jumped up and, and took Ayuk uh, right in front of me, and I saw that Keenan was there. Um, I was I was ecstatic to get him, uh, and it's and it's paid off. I just want to sing Keenan's praises. It, I don't know if it's going to last for for four weeks. So at three weeks, well done. I just I just I, and I agree with you. Outside of in our league, Jameer and and uh, Robinson were the clear cut have to draft those guys in our league based on the, how our league works. But I felt like Keenan Allen was by far the best value. When you think about Kellen Moore going there and, you know, Herbert's just, you know, he's getting better. He's at that point in his career where he's ascending. I felt like this is, this is going to be, I, I felt like, and, I, and I, I think you probably did too, to a certain extent, but I felt like this could be Keenan Allen's best year. 
Um, and I think we talked about that a little bit, you know, pre-draft, like, what do you do? What, what's this, that? But I, I do feel like Keenan Allen was a good pickup. Had I been in the number three spot, I'd have gone Keenan Allen pretty pretty much for sure. I know it sounds Monday morning quarterback-ish, yeah, but, but we did talk about this. Yeah, but we've also, I've heard, you know, a little bit from from Electro, and he didn't, he he had the opportunity, but to have a triple stack, you know, yeah, with the her, makeup of the team. Yep, it yeah. didn't, it didn't, it didn't make sense for him. And if we're being honest, like K2G2 jumped out, Ayuk had 33 points in this first week. Who knows what he would have done these next two weeks, to be yeah. honest with you, if he wasn't injured. So um that still could prove to be the the best wide receiver. The reason he did it, I think youth speaking about our league versus others, and so probably big picture is the right call for him but it's where we stand today and if Eckler comes back it could all change right and I, I just you know it's tough for it's going to be it's going to be an interesting year for Eckler is he going to be able to navigate this um injury situation in a productive way I mean but Keenan Allen could pull a hammy next week and that could be the end of it like you just you, you don't know and I think it's yeah, I, I do think that one, if Eckler could be at 100%, it may be a little bit different scenario, but you never know. You never know. And it's all, also, you know. One last thing I do want to say, RIP Mike Williams. I mean, we said it. We said it at the draft. Every, who is he, Who was he on? Who picked him up? Mike well, I know he was at he was Hawk Attacks guy for for years. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I, I always associated. I, with I, yeah, I dated him a little I, bit last. I had year. him a little bit last year before he had his injury. I'm pretty sure I want to say it's Slumlord. So don't don't yeah, quote I me. I just that. and I feel like I feel terrible because the guy he just I mean he's great. He gore. Probably, it's more a Gore's headache. Oh yeah, it's Gore's. Um, I said, right. I said he's the he's the he's the Matt Ryan of wide receivers right now. Yeah, he drafted him. Yeah, not I mean relatively high, you know. Um, but, but I mean, he was catching balls and getting it slinging around, and so it's that's a tough one. Well, let's talk about now. We're, let's let's this is a perfect transition into the panic meter. Um, you know, our segment for today, like. Gore, Gore had, you know, he's had some high picks. He's had. He's always, he's been most deserving for several years now. It just never stops. And I just, and, and when you looked at his draft, I felt pretty good about his draft. He's got some good depth. But when you start to look at things, it's like Montgomery banged up, right? It, and, and Jameer Gibbs may take over that role in the meantime. That's, that's a bummer. Gus Edwards. I mean, he's Gus Edwards. That's the whole thing. Mike Williams is now on IR. Deontay Johnson's on IR. He's got J.K. Dobbins on IR. I mean, even Nick Bolton, his prized offseason IDP acquisition is questionable, and he's going to be having that lingering situation. It's just one of those years. It just you know, every you, Everyone has those years where things just don't really work out your way, and it just sucks for Gore that it's this year. You know, um, and I just think even Fryermuth is underachieving. You know what I mean? Like, and that was, he was really counting on that. That's his boy, you know, it's, I don't know. 
It's rough. And he's got Hurts and, and A.J. Brown, but even T. Higgins has been bad. I mean, it's – it's. I don't know. I don't know. I know. Panicometer I, is high. Let me just say that. If I Panicometer is high. So fire sale, yes, Gore is probably the top one out there. And you're right. I just looked his roster over again. I've been helping my – third grader was spelling and there's always like a rule where it's like drop the y and add iest or whatever <laughs> it looks like on his roster it's just add ir to the end of <laughs> it's bad but i have to i have to let people know that week three is way too early like these injuries can happen sometimes it's better to have these injuries happen earlier in the year so you can sort your team out and kind of you know, find a new identity for later in the year. The amount of people that have won the Bridge Bowl at two zero oh, and two and and zero oh, and three even. I think there was an zero oh, and four CJ when you did it one year. Oh yeah, you know these what? are these are these that, that's that's panic. Um and and uh, I just always, especially after week three, I always look at it and it's funny the difference in the confidence. We could name names here, but the difference in the confidence of people that are two and one versus one and two. And we're talking about a game that could go either way, but it is drastic, the difference. So just three games, a lot of football left, a lot of talent out there. Yeah. Up, everybody. Yeah. Speaking of panic meter, Badonks. You know what? I I am not. I am not too worried about my team. Like I, I feel, I feel good about the trajectory of my team. Now I, you know, my quarterback situation hurts, and I had a, you know, I, 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 yeah, I listen. I've had the least amount of points scored against me, which is nice, you know, to make me feel a little bit better. At least I'm in games. But um, listen, my team's on the right trajectory. I had no. Uh, like I'm not, I'm not going into the playoffs as a juggernaut, you know what I mean? But playoffs. Yeah, I listen. That's your. You got to start with your small goals, man. And 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 I, you know, I got Jonathan Taylor coming back in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, I, 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 I dare you say I, Kyler? Dare you say Kyler? I, I I don't think I'll say Kyler yet, but I, I do think that they they have to figure things out in Denver and in Chicago, right? They're going to play each other next week. And I think depending on what happens, there's going to be some drastic measures taken on those teams. You know, I'm, I'm still waiting for the, uh, you know, coach Joseph news to come through that he's been fired after getting dropped 70 points on him on Sunday. And we still haven't seen that, but I think, what happens that day? It'll be it'll be different. I'm feeling good about my team, and you know what? I, I haven't lost my. You know, <laughs> I think at this time last year I was a little bit more down. You guys had to kind of lift me up a little bit, but I'm mm-hmm. not feeling that this year. I, I like what my I like the makeup of my team and where it's headed. So nice. Yeah. Uh, either one of you guys, uh, any any panic in the uh, electro camp or the product camp? Ooh. I, I mean, don't think I sorry, that cowboy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll give you the I'll give you the first. Yeah. I so with Electro, yes, I'm panicking a little bit. I know he won and that's good, right? And I feel but I feel like he was a front runner. So if you look at it from like and so was products. I'm not saying products wasn't, but like 
Electro was all in this year. He's still got time to write the ship, and I think he will. He's capable of doing that. Like he's he's a good player. But to but Eckler is gonna limp all year and he's lost Chubb. And if he has those two guys healthy right now, it's a completely different story. So we just think about, gosh, dang it, like how frustrating it must be for him. Like that's where I would be. I don't know if he's panicked, like full-on panic mode, like Gore, like Gore's full-on panic mode, right? Like his, you look at his <laughs> monster, it's, it's rough. And I, and I think the same thing with products. I just think it just hasn't, things haven't quite fully shaped up the way that he had hoped, but I think they will. And I, you know, he's got cousins in there, which I think is going to help. Joe Burrow will come around and I just, you know, Kyron Williams, we'll see what happens there. I think the Cowboys are a little bit more of a mess right now, but I think that they'll, they'll write the ship and, and get that sorted out. He's got depth. He's got good players. It's just, things just aren't working out quite yet. And again, it's early in the season. It's early. Yeah, so I'm going to disagree with you kind of on both. I think they go the other direction. And this is this is the reason. I, I think that the calf injury for Burrow, yes, he won last night. He did not look good. And I'm a little surprised that they played him last night. I mean, they really could. These are these next couple games are games they could win without him. Um, and so I'm a little surprised they have a bye week then, and then they get into like the meat of their schedule. And if he's not right, like that's going to really be different now, not for products, but certainly for, um, for Burrow. But the bigger ones that I look at, I don't think that Najee is the running back that we all thought he was going to be. And I don't know for sure. Stevenson is going to be the guy that we all thought he was going to be this season. That coupled with Garrett Wilson having all the issues that he's having at quarterback, like that's three surefire starters, four with the quarterback that right. really he thought were going to be his guys. Now, but let me right. just throw one thing in real quick, just real okay. quick. And I know you're very polite not doing that to me, but I'm just saying, like, again, week three, and th- these are not dumb teams, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the jets are a little dumb and I, I love that coach. Like I like that guy, right? Like he's legit, but they need to move on. But the Patriot, like Stevenson will figure it out. I don't know about Najee, but anyways, and he's got Kirk cousins. I agree with you with Burrow. He shouldn't be out there. He's not ready to play football. Anyways. I just feel if you're, if you're talking about between the two teams, then, um, with electrocutioner and i have a caveat to this like this comes down to um uh, personality of play like electrocutioner has 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 kind of slowly built his team until he made all of these big moves in the off season and now that he did is he going to stay aggressive after this year and make more moves he's still sitting with the most fab of anything that's always been his thing in the past um is he going to make big trades big swings to try and salvage this year or or is he not i think that he has the ability um and the capital to to do that it's just is he going to stay aggressive like he was in the off season for this season specifically to kind of right this ship if he doesn't do that then i think that yeah he's in trouble but i think he has certainly has the ability to do that um and you know it's it's as simple as knowing when chubb goes down well, I don't know for sure, but was Electro a player for Ford? I know there were a lot of people that picked up the phone and tried to figure that out. It's an easy way to kind of just not not have that loss uh, impact your team as much as potentially it, it has 
um, now with just trying to piece uh, uh, Kelly in there. But you know, isn't it interesting? Speaking of Ford, how I don't think Irish puddles and he got me hung out at all until all of a sudden there's a trade opportunity there. Just saying, it helps to have those conversations in person. I mean, I think that I've struggled more in trading over the last few years when I'm not able to go sit at a bar during the week after work, you know, chat about football, maybe throw a little trade chatter in there and then get the job done. You know, like it's just different now. I agree. I didn't appreciate the comment that they're looking to play against each other in the bridge bowl again. That felt a little collusion last night, but I let it go. They were having a good time. They watched, they had two Monday night games to watch together. I'm sure they were getting amongst it a bit. It's all good. Um, Chase had a big, big game. I still think Electro has a chance to kind of turn this thing around. I like Nico. Collins. Yeah. Yep. Herbert. Big game. He's got big games ahead. Like there's if Eckler gets right. There's that, some good depth on on his roster. Can he turn that into something beneficial? You know, like we talk about this league all the time. It's a it's a GM league, right? There's it's not just you can't just think about the season alone. I mean you can, but he's got enough depth. I mean you look at like Watson, it's a good player. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael Thomas seems like he's turning it around. Tal Lockett is decent. Justice Hill may be the guy at some point in, like, these are all guys on his bench. So he, he's got the depth. People should be picking up the phone, you know, calling that guy. I don't know. And Produx is always a good guy to trade with, by the way. Had another trade with him last week. Always a great experience in and out of there. There's no like, let me sleep on it, or I need four more fab dollars, or whatever the crap may be. Like, it's just so nice. It's just nice. I had products a little liquored up at the duck game. Of course, Irish <laughs> Puddles was there as well. I mean, I can't confirm or deny that. No, there's just there's you know there's there's conversations that are being had. But yes, absolutely, a lot easier to be had in person. So yeah, yeah. So you guys in Portland. Congratulations. You have the advantage over the guys that do not live in Portland. So, well, just like the pandemic taught us, you can do it over Zoom. That's true. But sometimes it takes, I mean, yeah, you can't, yeah, yeah. you can't always have a virtual beer. I get it. Yeah. And it's just, it's just different. It's just different. Anyways, moving on. Cowboy, how about them IDPs? How about them defensive players? Who is excited and jacked to have the defense pushing right up against the offense? Huh? Well, IP segment. Go. And this is this is a hot topic. Obviously, there's been probably more chatter, eye rolls, um, you know, some frustration, but I don't know if the league, I think it's some of the more vocal ones that are kind of in that camp. I don't know if the, the league in its entirety, um, is frustrated with IDP as much as Hawk Attack, um, Irish Puddles. I mean, we've, we've talked now. <laughs> so the two guys. <laughs> Let's throw Gore in there too. Let's do that too. 
Okay. And Gore. But um, I will say that it's been a, a, a little bit different. It's <laughs> when you have guys that are putting up monstrous numbers, as you would know firsthand, but TJ Watt, um, <laughs> I may have mentioned it. He's in the top five in scoring. I, uh, I, you know, Hawk attacks sweating on a Monday night because he doesn't know with two sacks or like a strip fumble for a touchdown, like if he's going to lose and he goes into the night, you know, with a 30 point favorite, like, I think that's good for the league. I, I really do. I think it kind of helps create some balance. Now, if IDP is, and we'll see at the end of the year, you know, if it's far outweighted, you know, those sacks happen six, eight times a season, um, which we wanted to kind of put it on par with some of these offensive players so that there's a lot of value across the board. Um, and I think we've done that. We'll only know at the end of the year, once we really look at all the data, if it's all IDP ahead of, of, of all wide receivers and quarterbacks, then we probably got a little too aggressive with it. Um, but I do think um, that traditionally, this is kind of what happens uh, with defenses. CJ, I'll save that for you to discuss, but um, I, I'm willing to kind of reserve my comments until the end of the season. Yeah. And I think, I think that's a, a, a good, a good, a good thing. It's a good way to go for you because think about it. first, figure the source, Gore, Irish puddles and Hawk attack agreeing on something. That's not right. There's something wrong with that. Just in general, those three guys all saying the same things. Most of the time, those guys are pretty wrong about stuff. So, but every year, every year, and look it up for yourselves. I'm not going to have to prove it, but the, and, and this is even in the, in the NFL, defenses always start hotter because offenses aren't ready. And now that we do not, we no longer have the fourth preseason game. So now a lot of times these teams are going two weeks in between the preseason game, which many of the vets don't play in in the first place. So that first week, defenses are just way more prepared, right? There's less for them to be prepared for. They're reacting. Offenses are still not quite in cahoots with each other, especially when you have, you know, this, that, or whatever. It's going to level out. Now, let's say that there's a defensive player that is in the top. Well, that's all based on sacks. And sacks are a big deal. And yeah, I get it. Like a sacks, nine and a half points or whatever. And that's more than a touchdown. But these guys are throwing 40 touchdowns and they're getting, you know, 10 sacks. Like it's not going to end up have, you're not going to have defensive players in the top. Yeah. If this, if this happens to be the year where uh, someone shatters the, the, the sack record and has 34 sacks, then they deserve to be. In the I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that'll be the case. But to your point, there's a lot of really bad uh, O-line play and quarterback play, like early in the season, and it tends to get sorted out. Uh, and I think this thing will kind of um, start to, to correct itself a bit mid-season. Going, and people get banged up. Defensive players get banged up, and offenses get crisper and sharper. I mean. Come on, guys. I think 
no one wants to lose to an ADP player, but why not? Like, what's the big deal? Like, if you're winning off of IDP now, you're certainly not going to be winning off of IDP later in the season and definitely not in the playoffs, right? So it's all going to work out. So just take it easy. But we need to make these positions more valuable so that people don't leave them empty, right? Like, that's that's the whole point. That's why we we made this decision. And it passed, almost unanimously yep. and and i don't know how and gonna... by the way we're not going to revisit it we gotta stop we're not gonna keep changing the rules every year like we're not so and i said that when we said this like, we're not gonna talk about this next year and everyone's like burr, burr, i'm drunk whatever let's go do some pub golf and that's all i remember well you must not remember the part where we said we were gonna also find a way once travis kelsey retires to do like a block, like a point per block, like a point per solid block or something to make tight end <laughs> mean something because right now they're fucking worse, worthless. And if you really want to know the worst part about my draft, it was picking up Waller's dumbass when I knew he wasn't going to be worth a shit this year. But I digress. I did want to, I did want the podcast to be the first place that I make this announcement. Um, it was. It was nice to see that Yahoo finally uh, corrected itself mm. and um, and has and has provided uh, Parsons with the linebacker slash defensive end designation. Oh, that's so great. With that incredible news that happened this week, um, it is going to uh, to don't put, you say it? Don't you say it? We'll put some people on my roster. You son of a bitch. Like I, I threw this out at you earlier today and now you're just like, you're, you're auctioning them off. I get it. I'm not auctioning. This is just information. If you listen to the pod, you'll have information. If you don't, you won't, but it's a good thing you're on the pod. (laughs) I didn't even need to be on the pod to know this. Like (laughs) you bastard. There's new designations. I know that uh, as we're wrapping up the IDP talk, we I know we're wrapping, we're uh, talking about the first three weeks, um, but how how did you guys like not having the trades or not being able to pick anyone up before that first game? Yeah. How, how was the stress level? How was the chatter out there? Um, I kind of enjoyed it. I was able to kind of put it on the back burner for a couple of days and then come back i actually had my my lineup set that thursday the week prior to the season starting and didn't realize i was had another week to go listen i i luckily for me i had an easy first week matchup so even though i didn't have a defensive lineman no big deal easy win <laughs> but i kind of liked it i think that we should have done no trading and maybe we should have waited on waivers until like maybe the the tuesday before versus you know right out of the gate like i think you know we should have probably done that but otherwise i I like i think trading should wait the whole week i think that we should adopt that as a rule going forward because it was it makes people i I felt like people were I tell you this, next year people are going to be much more prepared for the draft if we have this rule next year. Well, I tend to agree. I like I liked it a lot, but I'll I'll go back to this and it'll be tinkered, I'm sure. 
as are many things that kind of happen when we go through rule changes, evidently not the IDP side this time, but intent matters. Like with everything that we try to fix or make a rule for, intent matters. And so I think that our intent was 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 correct in the way that we wanted everyone to draft someone at every position. What ended up happening was unforeseen stuff, too many injuries and kind of some designation things, which should be better. That should that that shouldn't be a bailout. But injuries and not being able to fill something for something's out of your control, um, I do think that that's that's something that we should fix, especially going into week one. So I agree. I think everyone needs to uh, draft someone at every position. But I do think that we should open that waiver claim. No trades till week two. Open that waiver claim, the just the week prior, um, so that you can fill a roster going into. Because week. that's a long time to go if you're waiting on somebody. Like in in my situation, Chris Jones had not agreed on a contract with the Chiefs yet, and I drafted him because you know at the time. I mean, what do I know? You know, it's like I just go off of what I can read. But it looked like they were working that out and and they didn't um luckily i didn't need them because i was playing hawk attack but um anyways so makes one of us i guess yeah i mean it was nice to have that knock off the rust game to kick off the season there's no question about it which to your point did we go a whole podcast damn near and we didn't put hawk attack on the freak out meter or whatever we called it <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, Do we have a segment just dedicated to. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we just kept waiting. That's up next. I just felt like that trade made no sense to begin with. And I know you got Mingo. You probably don't have him on your team anymore. I don't even know. But um, you had to have him or something. And Hawk Attack completely melted down i'm not even talking about the draft i'm talking about currently as he stands one and two like he's ready to boot his whole team and fire but he's like that every year so you know agreed but he might have the most reason to be like that this year well i guess we didn't really talk about his team i mean listen i think Bijan had a bad day right like i'm not i'm not gonna make excuses for hawk attack but Bijan had a bad day and had he had a decent day, you know, I mean, he might've, well, I mean, he, he scored a decent amount of points end zone kind of made it work out, but I, I don't think he, he's always, he always panics this time of year. I mean, Prescott's terrible. Agreed. You know, I, I agree. And I think that's the biggest story on his team. And I think he knew that story going in. Now I think he's rebounded well. And has CJ Stroud, which could end up being kind of the rookie story of the year. We'll see. It's early, um, but he sure looks like. Uh, um, I think I heard a stat that no one's thrown. Well, he's the first uh, Ohio State quarterback to ever throw for more than three hundred and fifty yards uh, in an NFL game. So that's all of them. And I think he's off to a good start. And if he's the guy that, again, there's always one every year that people don't see coming and uh, end up being the rookie quarterback. I mean, Richardson certainly could be that, but um, that could just be a waiver pickup that goes, that went unnoticed, uh, you know, a week or two ago that changes his franchise a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get too carried away with a Houston quarterback <laughs> quite yet, but 
listen, end zone had a good week. Terrible defense. I mean, Miles Garrett on Hawk Attack scored more points than his entire IDP group and his kicker combined. So it, it's like and he's bitching about ID. Zone's team played pretty well. It was a good team. We can't take away from Endzone. Like, even if he had CJ Stroud in there, he still doesn't win that game. You know? You guys ready? I'm gonna chop your ass. Chop! Moving on. <laughs> CJ, what's all this talk about the guillotine? <laughs> well, listen, it's not even my idea. And I'm already out. So I'm gonna leave this one for for Duck Cowboy. In its, I guess, in its, uh, in its infancy, it was, it, uh, in its simplicity, it was just another competition to mix in to the league. Guillotine talk is out there. I've always kind of, kind of wanted to do it. I, I am a one league fantasy football player. Damn. So probably it takes, you know, it's too much time. It, I get everyone else that has these other leagues, but maybe this was a way for me to kind of flirt with some guillotine in the league that I'm um, loyal to. It's very different than the traditional guillotine uh, rules, but it was something else for us to on a Sunday or Monday, most likely, like we did in the first week of its action, have another bit of competition that's out there to talk trash about, points to watch, gives reason to the games, um, and, uh, and we'll see how it goes. It's another thing for Pickham to talk about, uh, as well. And, um, and so the guillotine is in play this year. Yeah. And I think like the points for first down year where it made good players, great or great players, phenomenal. All the guillotine did was make bad teams feel worse about themselves. <laughs> that was, that's it. So I do not endorse it. I do not encourage it. I think it's a bad idea, but I will support whatever the league wants. Well, I mean, we could go back to FanDuel. Yeah, so you guys can take my money then, (laughs) where I can't quite see what's going on. Things change. You send me a link that works one week, doesn't work the next week. Yeah, like this is all great. So I will go out on a limb and say that the guillotine winner is not Irish puddles. If that's what everyone thinks it's going to be. I think that there's weeks where people have down weeks and it just takes one for someone to drop out of the whole thing. It's more of a, I don't know. It's more of, of a, attacking on that down week and not and and because there's going to be some people with some bad well, eventually it doesn't even need to be a down week eventually it's going to turn into who has the best week to hang in there because yeah. every week you got to explain how the rules work you didn't even explain anything i mean well i did i did blessed. well what happens like the lowest score of the week of who's left is the deal that's correct like i'm out so Next so, week, if I get the least amount of points or even the most amount of points or whatever, it doesn't matter whoever scores the least amount of points of you 11 people that still get to enjoy this stupid thing that just ends up costing <laughs> me money at the end of the year because I got to pony up something to uh, something to give to somebody or something. I don't know. You know, whatever. I can't tell. 
the, the vibe was a little bit different before you lost in week one. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to totally take it, but we're just going to roll with it. We'll see what happens. It's a little content for uh, for our friends over at Pick'em. I went through all the rules over there at Pick'em. Uh, if uh, there's anyone out there that did not hear all of the rules, um, check in on your local Pick'em and, uh, and we'll move on to our next subject here because um, it's getting a little late. Um, well, that's our last that are, that are right? a little that are an hour later, and they seem to be getting cranky. <laughs> but is that is that our last topic? That's, or what's that's, that's a wrap. I apologize. I threw in the uh, little bit extra there, but I, we want to wrap up with the guillotine so everyone knows who's out, who's in, how it rolls. Uh, CJ's been pinning the uh, segments in the media file, so it's right at the top, so everyone can go right back up to the the last thing so after you listen to this podcast the previous pinned should be the pick them you should be able to see if, if you need to go back and reference any of those uh details <laughs> exactly that's nice bye 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 oh, i play you this week bud go easy oh. on me all right hey that's what hawk attack said so you never so, know until the next pod until the next pod. Until the next pod. I wish a wish a two hundred and four on each one of you except CJ. Oh, doesn't matter. I'm out. CJ Stroud's going to put up two hundred and four. Yeah, by himself, he's going to catch passes that that he throws. Can we can we just end this? It's All right, ruined. See you guys next time. See you next time. Bye.